Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. We lost to the goddamn Jets. The Jets. S-H-I-T. Shit, shit, shit. That's who we are. That's who we are. It, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, it wasn't even a fucking contest. Looked like a monkey fucking a football out there. I mean, you got, you got Rodgers overthrowing guys, underthrowing guys. We've got Lafleur promising us that Jones is going to get the ball more, and yet the first three plays, Jones wasn't even on the field. They didn't even look to Jones the first three plays. He gets four touches an entire first half. Four touches the whole fucking first half. And you can't tell me you didn't get enough opportunities because the defense was actually playing fairly well in the first half. But once again, two D linemen, 120 yards in the second half. I mean, look, it, here, here are the stats on uh, the Jets to see that it's not the defense other than these broken plays, right? That completely gashes because we're doing absolutely nothing on offense. But looking just at the box score, right? Here you go. Zach Wilson was 10 for 18 for 110 yards and zero touchdowns. Brees Hall, 20 attempts for 116 yards and a touchdown. That was their entire offense. Their leading receiver had two catches for 52 yards. It was not the defense other than when it was a critical situation, Barry did his Barry fucking shit and put two D linemen in, which is what you have just been fucking pounding the table about, and they rip off. 32 yards, 22 yards, touchdown, screen pass, touchdown. It's like, dude, what the fuck are you thinking? Like, seriously. And you know what? It's now, it's Rodgers, it's LaFleur, it's Barry, it's, they've lost the locker room, man. It started week one with Jair, week three with Jones, and it was actually week two, Mercedes, week three, Jones, week four, Jerry Gray. And now, dude, the offensive line, like we've been clamoring and they mentioned what, what irritates me. And this is something that really bothers me, Matt, is I hate people that talk a big game and don't follow up with their actions. That's exactly what Matt LaFleur has been doing this entire fucking season. And since the off season where he says, we're going to, uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are going to compete, uh, are going to combine for 50 catches, you know, each. And then he talks about, Oh, well, the offensive line, we're figuring it out. And we're going to probably put Eldon Jenkins inside and just figure something out at left tackle, because I'm not going to blame Rogers fully for this. The dude was getting fucking killed today. Killed. 
absolutely manhandled and killed. And the few times he had time, um, he was throwing it in the dirt and overthrowing people. But my issue with this is how do you negate a pass rush when your quarterback is getting killed? You, Matt, who played football and coaches, how do you negate a pass rush the way that he was under duress today? I think you change the offensive coordinator. I think that's what you do. I don't, I, I, you know what? I can give you 400 different answers. They just don't follow them. They just don't follow any of it. They don't want to make any sense whatsoever. I mean, Jenkins plays right guard and they insist on putting him out there at right tackle where he just gets completely blown up every game. Newman is terrible. They put Hanson in for like three plays. He gets a bicep injury. Newman goes back in. I don't understand why Jenkins isn't playing right guard and why Nyman isn't playing right tackle. I don't understand why Jones isn't part of the game plan. He's our most dynamic player and he, he's, he never gets used. Cobb goes out and they use him less and they bring in AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones goes in there. And I understand he got fucking rocked on the line on that hit. It was beautiful. Because our offensive line is terrible on the right side, but we insist on running it to the right side. Like it's like every step they make, you know, you'd like to pin this on Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, who who runs it right to the right side? Every single time it's clearly your weak side. You're clearly having trouble there and you just keep running it to the right side with Joe. And I, I don't know. I, I, I don't get it. It defies logic. We hear about what a great week of practice they had, wh- how things were smooth, and we're going to get it right. And Aaron Rodgers, and I know people are going, we shouldn't hit the panic button. Let me tell you something. We just went four quarters without scoring a fucking point against the Giants oh. and the Jets. I mean, not scoring a fucking point. And all we lost was Devontae. That's all we lost. That's it. We got Jair back, and yet the defense looks worse. I, I, I am just at a loss for words. I don't understand. I think the only way that this gets solved, this is how it's going to get solved. Goot needs to come down from the head office. He needs to walk into that room. He needs to fire Barry. He needs to sign a new wide receiver, and he needs to get somebody off the fucking couch. Wade Phillips off the couch. He needs to get a brand name in there and put it right in there, and that's that, where we're going to get the most of the players. Because when we were seeing pressures and stuff, guess what? Zach Wilson struggled, and he couldn't get the ball out, and we were getting close to We had one sack on Zach Wilson. One sack on, on Zach Wilson. Pardon me, two. Enoch Barr got one, too. Two sacks on Zach Wilson. We should have had two sacks every series. I mean, I, I, I am, I'm completely at a loss for words. I don't understand. None of these are being fixed. And then special teams, special teams goes out there, gets a field goal blocked, and then they block a punt. And you're like, hey, and then they get a punt blocked for a touchdown. Like the whole fucking team, they have lost the locker room. They've lost the locker room. There's no intensity. There's no sense of urgency. There's no sense of, you know, you see Tom Brady standing on the sidelines yelling at his teammates and everybody goes, whoa, 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 why is he doing that? Because Tom's a competitor. And when there's no fucking intensity, you got to bring the intensity. And there's no intensity in this team whatsoever. Nobody's got any heart. Nobody's got any grit. Nobody wants to go out there and pound the ball up the middle. A.J. Dillon isn't even looking and he's fumbling the ball. I mean, everybody's going, gosh, sorry, gosh, sorry. Listen, the locker room's been lost. 
Goot needs to go in there and take control of this fucking locker room. This is supposed to be the last hurrah for Aaron Rodgers. He's supposed to ride off into the sunset. And instead, we're going to drag him off the field on a third down where he couldn't get rid of the ball because on third and four, the shortest fucking passing route is 14 yards deep. This is just complete nonsense. Third and one in a critical situation, and they have to fucking pass it. A shit-ass fucking bomb pass that got nowhere near Lazard on the sideline. And on fourth down, you give it to Aaron Jones. And even though he slips, he still gets three fucking yards. But why didn't you do that on third down? I don't understand why they're not feeding my boy Aaron Jones. It's starting to get to the point where was it like, like there's literally a question. So mailbag question kind of thing. Like explain to me, did, did they punish Aaron Jones for opening up his mouth about not getting the ball on fourth and one at the goal or fourth and two and saying, I put my money on the fact that you give it to me or AJ Dillon, you give us two shots. We're going to score a fucking touchdown. So what you're going to give him four touches the entire fucking first half. And then you're playing catch up the second half. So you're not going to run the goddamn ball at all. The second half, because you're already down 20 to fucking three. It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. I told you that until I see it with this team, and I called it. I said 27-17 is what I thought was going to – or I said 27-24, 27-17 because we're not going to hold this team to less than 24 points because they put up a 40-burger last week on the last team they played. Um, punt coverage, Nixon did okay. But still, Berrios is – like he's a dynamic returner. And I'll give Amari Rogers some props because he looked at least – he was falling forward. Oh, this he's running at the tackle. The guy's one of our fastest guys on the team. He catches the ball on the left hash, and he decides I'm going to run at the tackler. Why not take it to the right side where there's absolutely nobody? Why not show us that speed that we've been waiting to see? Why not try and make a move and do something other than catch the ball, fall forward, catch the ball, fall forward? This is why, and you know, if this gets right into Brent's question. And yep. let's, do, let's do mailbag. We'll do mailbag right now bag. not the one with hair but with an envelope <laughs> okay question this is from brent green bay fan 661 you ever heard of that guy never heard no. of that guy it's weird heard he has a lot of hair I I heard something about prison pussy. I can't remember. <laughs> Question for Mailbag Monday. With Hill getting more practice time and on track to take over the return duties, do you think the team is actively seeking trade interest for Amari? Or with the current injury situation, do you think they just continue to hold on to him? And if he is trade bait, what do you see as his current trade value as a returner to last slot receiver? Brent. Okay, let's start at the beginning here. With Hill getting more practice time and on track to take over the return duties, do you think the team is actively seeking trade interest for Amari? No, I do not think they have been because I don't think any team wants him. There's no value for him. And the problem is that with Cobb going down and apparently with the tears and what happened, that's a long-term injury. And knowing Cobb, he'll be back by week eight, dude, because he's yeah. a fucking animal. But they started sprinkling him in and actually running some routes uh, during the game. And he, you know what, dude, he had a few decent plays. It, a lot of it was, 
no. Uh, but I am now of the mindset. And don't say OBJ because we don't even know his timetable to come back. So don't even start. He might not be back till December. December and won't matter. We need December. help now. Yeah. Is what we need. So um, I do anticipate we're going to make a move at wide receiver and bring somebody in, Matt. I don't know who that's going to be. Um, I don't know. But there has to be something done, man, because – We've got Watkins still on the IR for another two weeks, right? Because it's a total of six weeks. So he's still out next week and the following week before he's even eligible to come back. And we don't know how he's going to look. Uh, Christian Watson has a pulled hammy and he still hasn't even been doing that well anyway. Romeo Dobbs is officially um, who he is. I love that guy, dude. He is making some phenomenal catches on shit thrown balls that if Aaron Rodgers hits him in stride instead of having him fucking reach across and stretch out as far as he can down the middle of the field if he just hits him in stride he's fucking gone beautiful catch so Dobbs is fine um Lazard is Lazard man he's just a lunchbox back shoulder throw in the end zone he's and that's not a number good. one he's, he's not, not a number one, one. No. So we need to bring in a legit wide receiver because we have nothing. Tanyan is going to start becoming the main target for Aaron Rodgers. Why? Instead of Aaron Jones. Right. Because we pay Aaron Jones $48 million a year to take Instagram photos with a sombrero on. That's all we pay him for. He doesn't do too much else out there because we refuse to give him the ball. What is the fucking deal? Okay, wait. With the current current injury situation, do you think they just continue to hold on to him? I think they have to continue to hold on to him because this this fruit hasn't ripened yet. This steak isn't cooked yet. There's nothing you can't. What, what are you going to get for him? You're not going to get a seventh round pick for him. Yeah, at this point, you're going to get a bucket of left handed footballs. That's it. I mean, I, I like the guy and I'm rooting for the guy, but he's just not showing anything, and he consistently isn't showing anything. If he is Aaron Rodgers bait. made a point like, well, what about Amari? Because when he was talking up Dobbs and he was talking up everybody, what about Amari? He's our punt returner. Yeah, done. That, there you go. If he is trade bait, what's his value? There's no, there's no value. There's no value. I think that the only reason he's on this team is because of the lack of depth that we have in the wide receiver group at this point. I like Amari. I'm a fan of Amari's. I hope Amari gets it together. I thought he was going to, but it's just, it's just not, it's not panning out. He's gotten it as together as, as Savage has gotten it together for us. Oh, Jesus. Savage. You know, again, this goes back to though, if you're hoping that your DBs are stopping the running back, you've got a bad defensive plan. Your plan, it, right? A wide receiver doesn't cut or a, a corner doesn't cover a running back. A linebacker does. Therefore the linebacker should be picking up the running back, but the linebacker can't pick up the running back because the left guard and center are coming up free into the second line. And you've got Quay Walker out there running for his life. And people go, Oh, look, Quay's in the wrong spot. Quay's been getting thrown around all day because he's forced to have to go up against these 17 year old or 17 year veteran fucking left guards and left tackles in the NFL that that are getting free release off the line oh what do you want i mean i mean this we could replay everything from all all three losses this year all three losses last year we could replay everything that we said and just rinse and repeat and lafleur comes out and he goes well you know when we don't get enough touches to jones it's just not good you're the play car you're the guy 
You're thinking, do you not realize you're doing this? Wait a second. Have we got a bigger issue? Do, is, do, do you not realize you're doing this? Is this like a Jekyll and Mr. Hyde type thing? Again, I can't stand people that say something and do something completely in the other direction. Here's the problem. Man. And look, Wade and I started kind of going back and forth. When I, and when I jokingly said it, dude, this feels like the fucking 80s, right? It does. That's exactly how it feels. And here's what Wade responded. Um, He said, this team is soft and complacent. They have no passion and no hunger. Their coaching is absolute garbage. Not sure what they can do to right the ship at this point because they might be just as shitty. They just just might be a shitty football team. All the talent and all they can get and they can't get their shit together. And that's, that's the problem is, again, we talked about this. Greatest team on paper we've ever fucking seen. And I started seeing kind of rumblings, Matt, about how this team, you know, the attitude of the fucking defense over the uh, over the training camp and how fucking fired up they were and the offense being fucking complacent and nobody had a leader. And then the leader in the on the defensive side of the ball is, I guess, Rashawn Gary, who's playing lights out, but also he can't do it by himself. And then you have Jair, who's upset. But guess what? He fucking did what he was supposed to do. And when he was on man. How, how much did Wilson catch? Exactly. How exactly. much did Wilson catch? He had two catches, and both of those catches weren't when Jair was with him. Exactly. So he shut down who he needed to shut down. Douglas is missing every fucking tackle alive. I, I, uh, There's no intensity. There's no heart. There's no grit. There's no want to prove anything. Goot's got to go in there and take control of this team. This is his team. These are all his draft picks. These are all his moves. He's rejuvenated, regenerated, re-rostered, redone the defense, and they're not performing up to snuff. We should have easily held the Jets to 10 points or less. We should have easily held the Jets to 10 points or less. They had nothing, nothing out there that our defense couldn't handle. And instead, we go two D linemen, soft zone coverage when we need a stop. We blitz only two times. Should have blitzed him 15 freaking times. I, I mean, what a, the very first series, very first series, second and four, and our DBs are eight yards deep. <laughs> when they were up on what first and second, and then they dropped back on third as opposed to just staying in their fucking face, Matt. Like, why? I don't, what? And they audit, they opted out into that. They got up on the line, then they turned around. Oh, look, oh, something's happening, and then back off eight yards. What? Why? What are we? What are the? What? In the immortal words of Vince Lombardi, what the fuck is going on out here? Like, it's one <laughs> thing to go out and shit the bed against the Giants. It happens. It happens to great teams. They go out and they shit the bed. They shit the bed to the Giants. Go ask Tom Brady about shitting the bed to the Giants. He'll tell you about two times in particular. Okay? Listen, it happens. But like Jair said, if we lose to the Jets, then I'll be worried. Well, you lost to the Jets, and you got fucking blown out doing it. And honestly, I... I and I, I know I'm going to get letters and emails and DMs about this, but you cannot convince me that the Jordan Love-led offense would have looked worse. You can't, you can't convince me of that. You and can't. You know, and I know we're in, uh, <laughs> in the last two minutes and every, the game was over, but what are the three fucking plays that he fucking calls? Pass, pass, pass. 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 Well, he's got to. <laughs> he's got to now. 
And yeah. Jordan Love throws three bullets, and Dobbs and uh, Lazar give up on their passing. Uh, they just drop it. They're just like, what are, you, what are you worried about? Give up on the fucking routes at that point. Like, uh, we went, we're right? done. You know the one where he, you know, with the one where Aaron Rodgers actually hit the deep ball with Aaron Jones, and Jones was out of bounds. Yeah. If you rewatch that play, Dobbs comes off the line, and within four yards, his hand is up. He's free. He's free yeah. and wide open all the way down the field. Rodgers never looked to the left, not once to the left. Is he turning into Matt Ryan, where basically he just sees half of a field, and that's all he does, and does not just look at the other side? And if you just block off one side, you're fucked. Which it seems like that's what they're doing with with Aaron Rodgers. They're getting to him with four and five guys first off because they're not blitzing. They're just getting there with the D line because the offensive line is playing trash. And what they're doing is they're manning up on our guys. And who's going to be open? Nobody, because Aaron Rodgers is looking at his first read, and if not, he's throwing it in the dirt or trying fucking hero ball and forcing a ball as opposed to going through a progression, which I understand you can't because you've got less than two fucking seconds to throw with this offensive line, but that goes back to the coaching staff where for now three weeks we've been saying, since Eldon came back, why don't you put him at fucking guard? Because that's what he played. He played left guard all fucking last year until he got hurt. Like, he, they did not kick him out to tackle and all of a sudden you take him to the other side of the line out of position and yes i get it he's dynamic he can fucking move around the line but put somebody in their natural fucking zone so at least what you do is maybe you put caleb jones out on the fucking outside and at least that monstrous massive man at least it takes him put a lawn chair put a lawn chair with a jersey so somebody's got to at least run in a different direction other than straight at him Dude, and it's such communi- and it's communications issues, and this is the problem with the coaching part of it, because these are communication issues. That big play was a fucking mesh route. The big play was a crossing route. Like, the two big pass plays at 110 yards, two of them on two fucking pass plays for fucking Zach Wilson, were mesh- a mesh route and a crossing route. Why? Because they don't hand people off, and the offensive line is doing the exact same fucking thing. A guy's coming straight down the middle. Myers turns his back to the left, fucking... I don't know if it was Hanson. I don't know who the fuck was in it at, at right guard at that point, but he literally gave his back and just said, here, turnstile, just bounce off my ass and go straight up the middle and fucking kill my quarterback. Like they're handing on, they're not even handing off assignments on the first guy coming in because there's no blitzers. There's nothing fucking spectacular about what they were fucking doing today. We have Jenkins and Bakhtiari back and the offensive line is worse. I mean, what changed from last year? I'll tell you what changed. Devontae Adams left. We added two first-round draft picks in the first in the first round to the defense. We were we added a second rounder who apparently is going to be shut down again. We added Sammy Watkins. I don't. This isn't computing. How does the move of Devonte? Oh no, wait. It does make sense. You know why? Clearly, the wide receiver makes the Hall of Fame quarterback. Apparently. Because I mean, tell me, tell me, show me different. Show me where our offense and Aaron Rodgers and everything has looked great. Even against the Bears, didn't look great. Even against the Bucks, did not look great. Who, who's the other guys we beat? Didn't look great. This is TJ Williams out of Las Vegas, Nevada. This is Matt coming to you from Cincinnati. Hey, friends, this is Colton Moore from Central Illinois. This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. This is Shelly from Gwen, Michigan. Bales of Hay, and I'm from Kansas City. Hey, this is Jamie Cheesebutt. I'm from LA, California. Hey, everyone, this is Ella from Southern Cali. 
This is Nebels from Chicago, Illinois, and you are listening to Packers Without Borders, the finest podcast in all the land. Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Also, you can find our merch on PackersWithoutBorders.MyShopify.com and TeePublic if you want cups, mugs, and those types of things. You can also visit us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders and give us some money. And AudibleTrial.com front slash Packers Without Borders. Give them a click, check them out, try that 30-day free trial with them, and enjoy your books. Peace and go Pack Go! Hey, it's Brent here in Palmdale, California, just listening to Packers Without Borders. The last time Aaron Rodgers had a grade above 90 was against the Bears. Everything else has been pedestrian and mediocre and garbage, and that does have a lot to do with the wide receivers. But I agree with you, Matt, because, look, Tom Brady has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, right? So apparently having a uh, Jared Doff, the only person he fucking throws to is Cooper Cup because there's nobody else on that fucking team that he throws to. Uh, or Stafford. Jared Goff in Detroit um, has Amon Ross St. Brown and has now Jamison Williams or whatever. When he comes back, he's got people to fucking throw to. So apparently you need people to throw to in order to be a fucking good quarterback, right? Like- well, you would have people to throw to if you didn't take $50 million out of the fucking cap every year dude i mean this is the round and round and round we go here we we can sit here and go what came first the chicken or the egg for the next two and a half weeks this is what needs to happen good needs to take control of his team lafleur has uh, clearly lost control of his fucking team barry has to go somebody's got to drag him the hell out of there and we have to be able to take the back-to-back MVP out of the game and sit his ass on the bench. And if he pouts and decides he wants to leave, then he quit. Then he quit. Then don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Love needs the reps. We can definitely do it with Dylan and AJ back there with Love only having to make the throws he has to. We got fucking Rodgers is not looking the right way. Rodgers is... You know what he's playing like? I'll tell you what he's playing like. He's playing like a guy who took the entire summer off, did a bunch of drugs, hung out with some hippie chicks, traveled the world, showed up late to camp, and half-assed it all the way. That's what it looks like to me. And the thing that's pissing me off the most is, is this is arguably, I mean, he's at least the top three quarterback in Green Bay franchise history, but he's arguably the best quarterback that we've ever had come to Green Bay. And his final year is going right down the fucking tubes and he's overthrowing, underthrowing, gripping his hand, looking away. And he's got no anticipation, you know, intensity. He's sitting there. You look over and, 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 and Zach Wilson is trying to fire up the offensive line. And there's Rogers got his two gone. Ho hum. Another day at the office. With the shaved head, with the little fucking floppy do on the top, just kind of hanging on the side, like yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, dude. Like I, I'm just. I get that he gets criticized all the time. Here's some more criticized. Show some umph. 
He's never been a troop rallier ever. Favre would be over there smacking guys on the ass and getting the troops rallied and trying to get something going here. And Rogers go over there and he just goes, oh, hum. well, another day at the office. What are you going to do? Oh, well, right. Even on that play where he stuck Lazard in the corner there, Lafleur came out and you could see there was something between the two of them because Lafleur came out right away to confront Rogers and Rogers was calming him down. So Rogers saw something he didn't like, went to a different play. I'd like to see that play broken down and see if maybe something else was wide open. Mm-hmm. Right? Like there's there's some dissension in the ranks here because honestly, I don't think Lafleur is so stupid that he would not run the ball that many times. But at the same Dude, time, the commentators. At the same time, no, the commentators Jones wasn't out there a lot. Jones wasn't out there a lot. That so so either Lafleur can't call the plays or he has a personnel issue or it's both. And or Rogers is changing the place. It's both. And the on the Milwaukee broadcast, when I was watching Fox News Milwaukee. That's the way I watch the game because I can't stand the fucking national broadcast. Like, I just, I can't with the fucking robot with fucking Fox. I can't do that. It just reminds me of Troy Aikman and I fucking hate it, even though it's not Troy Aikman. But I don't know who the commentator was, but on several fucking plays, he, like, when they were replaying it, he's like, see, that was a run that Rodgers checked out of. That was a run. And it was three different times where he's like, oh, Rodgers checked out of that play. You can tell right there. And on that specific play that you're talking about, the commentator said exactly that. He said, Rodgers got lucky with that back shoulder throw because Lazard made a fucking play on it. But he said the play was to the other side of the field, and you can tell that he checked out of it. And so there's There's dissension. There's dissension. There's dissension. And Jones came out and said it best, right? Third and two. He goes, I put my money on it that Dylan or me would get two yards, right? We go fourth and one and Jones even slips and got that. He even got that. And if he doesn't slip, he might've been gone on that. He might've been gone on that. I mean, we had him, he breaks a 20-yard run, holding. Breaks a 25-yard run, holding. It's like, oh, guys, guys, how are we shooting ourselves in the foot over and over and over again? And everybody's ho-hum, so drum. Goot's got to go in there and fucking kick the door in and throw over the Gatorade table and, and, and throw everybody's locker room, you know, throw their shit on the floor, and you do the dance, and you yell and you pump your fists and everything, but somebody's got to get fired. And I think Barry needs to go. It's now just time. To hit the reset button to buy Matt LaFleur some time to see what the fuck is going on. Just, just do it. And like you think and we about- need a wide receiver. We needed one three weeks. We needed one six weeks ago. We really needed one after Sammy Watkins went down. Now we desperately need a wide receiver because Sammy Watkins isn't going to go the rest of the season. He barely went one game. He's going to go two or three more games for us. If he even plays next week, we need a wide receiver. We need to get one now. When we were down 24 to 10 and we got new life off of that stupid fucking penalty from, from the jets, fresh set of fucking downs starting to fucking drive. Right. What do we do? Three and out off of the fucking penalty. And we don't do anything. Yeah. At, with nine minutes left in the, it was nine minutes in or whatever, nine minutes left in the third quarter, down 24 10. We just got life. We started kind of okay. 
Like, can we get seven points here? Because if we score here, then you're heading into the fourth quarter, maybe two minutes left in the third quarter. Do a nice four or five minute drive. Let your fucking defense, who was playing pretty damn good, man. Like when they were rested in the first half again, what was the score at halftime? Like, yeah. it's they poop them out. That drive, again, in the third quarter and our inefficiency or an inability to sustain a drive is destroying our defense. And that's where I will give Barry some credit in the sense that the defense is performing as best as they possibly can in spite of how terrible the fucking offense. You, you just said it, two points in four fucking quarters, and they were gifted us two fucking points. Like, yeah. what? <laughs> no, I'm sorry, three, five points, right? Because we kicked a field goal. With dying seconds, yeah. Dying second field goal, yeah. Still, our offense, Aaron Rodgers has produced zero points. And, you know, when I had a, I had a, I had a customer that I bumped into, and he said, you know, I'm not really happy with the Packers right now. I don't think that uh, maybe LaFleur is the coach that we think he is. And, you know, and I stood up for LaFleur. I said, you know, it's tough to win a playoff game against the Niners when your all-star Hall of Famer puts up zero points on the board. That's like having LeBron James score nothing. Michael Jordan score nothing in game seven of the finals. You know, this don't give him the final shot. Give it to somebody else as opposed to Michael Jordan in crunch time. Look, man, I told I I said this last week and I was kind of on this train the week before. But now I'm officially like I'm tired of defending people who don't deserve to get defended anymore. Like we've given benefit of the doubt for so long and it's not it is criticism, but because it's warranted like it's warranted criticism nobody's above criticism and right now it's matt lafleur it's joe barry it's gray who can't get in his fucking defensive coordinator's ear to say fuck you you're fucking like no clearly clearly his last comment though apparently he did and everybody and apparently barry shut him down that's why he said why don't you go ask barry why they're always in zone they're in jumbo package formation two tight ends Double tight ends. They got a fullback. They got a running back. We have two D linemen, and we're in an eight-yard soft zone. What the fuck play do you think is coming on, Barry? What do you think? What what could possibly? What do you think? Geez, you know, they, they have a little bit of a lead here in the third. What play do you think? They came out. They've got extra tight ends and a fullback in there with their running back. Uh, you know, I, I, I bet you it's uh, to cover two umbrella. No, they're going to fucking run it, Barry, for Christ's sakes. Everybody in the goddamn stadium, the entire Jets team and the entire Packers defense knew they were going to run it. And you stick two fat guys out there and try and get fucking Douglas to make the play in the backfield. Get out of the fucking building. Get out. Don't come back. Don't pick up anything. Just, just go. Just we'll go. See- your fucking box we'll we'll send it to you then we'll, we'll do it that way we know it's done the right way barry's gotta go barry's I'll, gotta I'll, go uh i'll send you a packers up borders teacher that says El pendejo on it with your picture you fucktard fucking elm tard. get the fuck out of here i mean you cannot tell me you are this fucking stupid you are stuffing him the entire first half you're using three d linemen 99 of the time only a couple of times did i tweet out two d linemen nine yard run in the first half. Then we get to the second half where they have a lead, where traditionally you would run the ball because you have a lead and your offense hasn't gotten anything going. So what does Barry do? He invites them to, well, just gash me right up the center right here, folks. Just right this way, folks. Here we go. Nine yards coming at you. Guess his weight. 
like a fucking carnival fucking carny. God damn fuck Barry. Seriously, you've are you've got probably the best defense in the league right now. The things I could do with that defense, holy fuck. The Quay Walker for me would be a, a, he would be shot out of a goddamn slingshot every single play, every single play. He would do nothing but fucking blitz. It would be Gary Preston and Walker, blitz, 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 the entire time. I would put, I would move Gary and Walker outside, inside, and I would just send that blitz like it's never been blitzed before. Would you rather lose? And and we talked about this, and well, we haven't talked about it, but it's it's like in the air, it's in the atmosphere, it's everybody's like, it's this thick cloud of fuck. We need to get more aggressive. I'd rather lose this fucking game, blitzing the fuck out of everything, bring the fucking kitchen sink and everything. And if they beat us over the top with Jair and Stokes, then so fucking be it, dude. Then they got us. Then they beat our best players. Good. You tip your hat off. You tip your hat off to them. After you guys, you clearly beat our best player. Clearly beat our best player. And, you know, you're going to sit there and go, well, Stokes got beat. Yeah, he he bit on the double move and got beat on that one play. We were able to save it, but still, yes, he did get beat on that one. How about Jair? Did Jair look like he got beat at all today? He did nothing but beat that poor boy down and put him into fucking submission. He was on him like a back pocket. And Barry goes, in crunch time, we should go zone. Get, get out. Get out. Dude, our coaching is so good that we're copying Salah's double move. Remember that happened mm. like – like they, they beat us on the double move. And we're like, ooh, that play looks cool. Let's do that Write again. Write that they- one up. <laughs> Write that one up. We'll get Amari. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Terrible. I am not going to make any more excuses for this team. And this, no. remember, when we were talking about predictions, Matt, I told you we're going to, like, I really had it in my gut because I don't trust this coaching staff to change. And until we see something different on the field, I don't want to hear. I'm not, and again, this, you know what sucks, Matt? It's another week of me not being able to see NFL Network or see yep. anything, listen to yep. anything, another fucking week because I can't stand that we are, or not we, because it's not a we, it's the Packers. The fucking team is giving the talking heads everything they talked about in the offseason, everything that they were saying about Devontae Adams being gone, and everything they're saying about how we're going to be second or third in this fucking division because Devontae Adams is gone. Holy fuck, how is that true? Explain to me how one of the greatest people to ever throw a fucking football loses a wide receiver and can't fucking hit the side of a silo. Uh, ayahuasca. Don't fucking this. Let this be a listen to you young quarterbacks out there. Don't fucking take it until after your career is done. We've got a now look. We've got the commanders next, and this could be a great opportunity for us to have a fucking tune-up game here and get this one in. And it's in Washington, so it's outdoors, so we play well outdoors. Sunday at noon, that's also a good time for us. Lafleur's never lost back-to-back games. Guess what? Now we just lost back-to-back games. I mean, clearly this one's a writing on the wall, is it not? If the Packers drop this one, and that's three straight. Somebody's got to go. I think they got to go now. I think two weeks ago was the time to get rid of that guy. But you know, you know me. I just use my eyes. So then we've got the Packers and Bills Sunday night. This is October 30th. This would be a good one. This would be a good one. The Bills should hit four or 5,000 points that game. Okay. Packers Singletary. That'll be good because I've got Singletary in my fantasy and he's going to get nine, nine and a half million points that day. 
Then we got the Lions. Then we got the Cowboys. Then we got the Titans. Then we got the Eagles. Okay. That's one, two, three, four, five, six games. Okay. If we come out of there with a split, we ain't making the playoffs. Dude, I, I don't see. We have to beat the Commanders, the Lions, the Cowboys, the Titans, and the Eagles. If we lose to the Bills, we lose to the Bills. But we've got to at least come out of here with the Commanders, the Lions, the Cowboys, and the Eagles before we get to December. One, two, three, four out of our next six games have to be wins. That'll put us at seven and five on the verge, right? Because I don't think you, I don't think 10, six losses, you make the playoffs. Oh, no, 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 no. The way that the, the NFC has basically three, five and one teams almost, right? So they're, they're, there's two out of the NFC least that is everything I'm saying. I think I'm just throwing shit into the Eagles universe. are just, Eagles are just killing Dallas right now. 20 okay. to three, just killing them. They're about to go six and all. I mean, they basically just punched their ticket, but even Dallas at four and two looks pretty good. And with their backup quarterback to win three straight like that. Oh, fuck. So there's two teams. And then out of the North, it's the Vikings. Vikings are five and one. So they're in the playoffs, right? No matter what, at this point, unless they go on a fucking whatever, even if they they do what we've been doing. Yeah. And then Tampa is trash, but their division is trash, but it's probably going to be the Saints and Tampa out of that division that are going to fucking make it. And Atlanta, for some reason, is all of a sudden showing up. Right? Like, every team is starting to show up, even the shitty teams. The whole point of the NFC being this fucking jarbled junk of piece of shit teams was that it was the Packers, yeah, the Eagles, which we called preseason, the Bucks. And the and we did not believe in the Rams. Well, no, I, I said the Falcons. I said you, the Falcons out of there because I don't think Tom Brady makes the playoffs this year because of his divorce with Giselle. And it's it's creeping up there. <laughs> so there's only one spot up for grabs at this point. And with the teams and the records where they currently are, it's probably gonna be 12 and 5 to 13 and 4, right? for the leaders and then the next rung down is going to be the 12 and 5 11 and 6 team so we're going to have to win at least at least 11 games so okay so we've we play the commanders next is that a win is Carson Wentz playing yes well then maybe like if if it's his backup we'll maybe okay the bills we're going to get fucking destroyed okay so now we're three and five the lions we're not going to be able to keep up with them and they're going to score that's four. Three, that's three and six. And then we've got yep. the Cowboys, Titans and pack and Eagles. Do we win one we, of those games? So we will beat the Cowboys and I'll tell you why, because Aaron Rodgers, for some reason in that dome. And even when they play it's so, at home, Oh, then we're fucked. Cause we lost. I was at the game. Yeah. Last night. There's no, I mean, I'm lost. looking at it. I'm looking at it here and legitimately, these are the, this is what we got to, we got to beat the commanders. We lose to yep. the bills. That's fine. We can take that. But then we've got to go on a tear. we got to beat the Lions, Cowboys, Titans, and then the Eagles. Because after that. Where's the Detroit game? Huh? Where's the Detroit game? It's in Detroit. Okay, because they have a tendency to split with us almost. Yeah. And then then we've got the Bears again. Okay? Not worried about the Bears. Then we've got the Rams, Dolphins, and Vikings. And we need to at least get two of those three. 
So, so we are we'll now starting. Last, we'll sweep the last three because. Okay, so one, two, three. Then we lose here, win here, four wins, five wins. Oh, so we're an eight and nine team. Exactly. I told you. Wow. If the shit goes, if the shit hits the fan, I told you we were going to go eight and nine. You know, and, and, and maybe this is why LaFleur hasn't won himself a coach of the year award. Yeah. Look, the baboon is showing his ass, right? And I know this is, look, for everyone, I know this is frustration and we're overreacting a little bit, but I don't think we're overreacting because we've been talking about this for fucking weeks. And all I'm going to ask everybody to do is do what I'm doing and just stop defending it. And until you see it, then you can start defending it. At this point, it is what it is. We are far enough into a fucking season to this team is exactly who they are and they need to fix it. It's not a tiny little tweak or tiny anything. It's like you need to fucking rebuild this thing and we're already almost halfway through a fucking season or a quarter of the season. We're on the ropes here. I know it's three and three and people are saying, you know, the 2010 team was three and three and uh, we won the Super Bowl. Listen, um, I don't think it's time to hit the panic button. I do think it's time to change some personnel. I think Amen, it's very brother. obvious that a couple of personnel have to be changed. I think we, we need to grab another wide receiver. Clearly this wide receiver group isn't getting it done or Rogers needs to be taken out. We try and see what goes on with love. We can't be sitting here complacent for the final year of the fucking Aaron Rodgers era. We're spending $50 million on this guy and all we're doing is watching him get banged up every day. We can't we, we we can't go through this for a whole year. This is beyond ridiculous. Well, this isn't but we'll be good here. Mark Murphy. We'll be here. We'll be doing this. If you have any questions for us, don't forget you can send them to us at uh, Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com. Find us on Twitter at Borders Packers. Find us on Instagram, Packers Without Borders, and Packers Without Borders merch. Packers Without Borders at MyShopify.com. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for your support. And patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders. I do will see you guys will get early access to these podcasts, like just a little bit more overreactive ranty pods right after the fucking losses that you can that you can vent with with us. But uh we'll see you guys on Wednesday and uh keep your head up, but don't make any excuses for this fucking team. Peace. Go pack go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other and go pack go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego.